Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Aaron Shafawalif, my colleague at MRM. This week, we've been sharing some of the experiences that Aaron has had sharing the Christian faith with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints down in Utah County. And as we've mentioned, Utah County is the home of Brigham Young University, so you have quite a few Latter-day Saints that live there. And so this is a good place to go and just share your faith with Latter-day Saints that just happen to be walking by. And Aaron has found this to be a positive place to go. We figured, well, let's talk about some of your experiences. Hopefully it will encourage Christians who are listening to see not only some of the responses, it's informative to hear some of these responses that Latter-day Saints are giving to you to the questions that you're asking, uh, but hopefully it will encourage them to know that there are Latter-day Saints that are kind of curious about what we believe as evangelicals. There was one particular encounter you had with a skateboarder. Tell us about that. Yes, it was a very memorable conversation with Brandon. He was super chill. He had long red hair. He was on a skateboard, and I asked him if he had ever served an LDS mission. He said he served a Spanish-speaking LDS mission in New York City, and he had really good memories. He said especially conversations on the bus. He had really good memories from all that. He was adamant, though, that we all shared the same gospel. I'm not sure what brought me to ask this question, but at one point I asked Brandon, do you believe that you personally deserve to go to hell? And he said, no, no, no one deserves to go to hell. And he said that he believed he was a good person. So my inner Ray Comfort kicked in here and I started asking him questions about the Ten Commandments. I asked him, uh, how many lies do you think you've told throughout your life? And he said, thousands. (laughs) Well, first I asked him, what do you call someone who tells thousands of lies? He said, a liar. And I said, Jesus says, whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. Have you done that? And he said, yes, even today. And it looked like this one uh, hit home for him. And I talked about Jesus, who said that we should love God with all our heart and mind and soul and strength. So all of our intellectual power, all of our emotional depth, all of our existential, subjective, whole self should be thrown into the love of God. And I told him, I said, look, Brandon, you are not a good person who occasionally does bad things. You, before God, are a bad person who does bad things. Now, don't get me wrong. You'd make a great neighbor. I, I, I love telling Latter-day Saints this. You guys make for great neighbors. I would love to be your neighbor. We would probably get along really well, and I would compliment you and think highly of you. But before God Almighty, you are not a good person. You are not a good person who occasionally does bad things. You are a bad person who does bad things. The sin that you commit comes from a sinful heart, and your flesh 
would do unspeakably evil things if given the right circumstances and opportunities. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. That's John 8, 34. By this point, Brandon, who on approach had been very chill and very flippant and very casual, at this point he became more serious. And I told him that he had two major problems in his life that he needed radical solutions for. And he goes, hit me, hit me up. Tell me what it is. <laughs> tell, me, tell me the good news. And I said, Brandon, you are both under the penalty of sin and you are under the power of sin. I have the best news in the whole world right now. So listen up. Jesus offers the gift of what we call justification. When I put my faith in Christ, and I, I got my friend Wes to come over and I, I visualized this with, with hand motions. When I put my faith in Christ, all of my sins are counted toward Christ. And Christ, though he is not a sinner, is counted as a sinner. And when I put my faith in Christ, all of Christ's righteousness is credited to me. And though I am a sinner, and though I am not perfectly righteous, because of this legal transaction, I am counted not a sinner, and I am counted perfectly righteous. This transaction happens in an instant, and it is received by empty-handed faith. And in the same moment that I receive justification, I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and eternal life and union with Christ and a secure future in heaven and the permanent forgiveness of sins. I have all these benefits in Christ. And when these benefits come to me, I am made a new creation. And I am no longer under the enslaving power of sin. I'm under the dominion of Christ. And I am given a new creation, resurrecting power to fight my sin and to live by the Spirit and to pursue holiness. This is the solution for the legal problem I have and then the problem of being under bondage to sin. I need to be redeemed from the power of sin and I need to be freed from the legal guilt of sin. So to finish our conversation, I told Brandon about Jesus' parable of two men who went up to the temple to pray. This is in Luke 18, starting in verse 10. One man prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like that other man, or I'm not like other men. You know, I paid my tithe. I, he boasted of his righteousness. Can I stop you there? Because wouldn't you say from the experiences that we've had with talking with a lot of Latter-day Saints that that is kind of an attitude that many of them have. I'm, I'm better than these other ones. Therefore, I must be okay. Instead of comparing their so-called righteousness to the righteousness of Christ. They're looking for others who they feel are inferior in their behavior than they are. Well, it's inevitable that you play the comparison game when the standard of being right with God is a standard of worthiness and covenant keeping and works righteousness. So you, you inevitably look to your own works and you inevitably compare yourself with the works of others when you think your works make you right with God. So in this parable, Jesus speaks of a second man who would not look up and he beat his breast and he said, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said that, that second man went home justified that very night. So I encouraged Brandon to specifically pray that night, that very same prayer as that second man. 
and to read. I said, I have a challenge for you. I have a, I have a homework assignment for you. He said, all right, hit me up, hit me up. I said, you need to read Romans 1 through 4. Romans 1 through 4 will explain the problem of sin and then the grace of Christ purchased at the cross for sinners who are justified by grace through faith, not by works. And it is the best news in the whole world. I said, Brandon, the, what I'm telling you right now, there's nothing more important. These, these past 15 minutes have been the, probably the most important 15 minutes of your whole life. What I'm telling you right now is the most important information you will ever hear, and your life depends on it. So he gave me a big hug, and he thanked me, and uh, it was a full night of evangelism. We had a, a bunch of believers working together. We prayed together. We were able to plant seeds. We were encouraged, but we, we are praying that God would further encourage us with the fruit of conversion and that we would bless the local churches. Uh, I should say we have three rules through self-policing. We're not a formal evangelistic organization, but we have three rules on the street that we have for those doing evangelism. Number one, be in a healthy relationship with your local church. If you have not gotten right with or integrated with or attached to a local church, take care of that first. That's what we depend on and assume of those who work with us. And I should mention that those of us at Mormonism Research Ministry strongly encourage that. We are very much pro-church. Yes, we are a para-church organization. We're not a church at MRM, but we certainly work with churches, and we have a very strong love for the church and want to encourage people to be active in their local church. Yes. Number two, do not interrupt existing conversations. Out of excitement and exuberance, it's very tempting to uh, insert yourself in an existing conversation and rescue someone, or I have an answer for that. So no matter how excited you are, let the Christian who started the conversation slowly carry the conversation down a path. We affectionately call that the fry your own fish rule. (laughs) Allow the individual who has started the conversation to finish the conversation. If they look to you like, hey, I could use some help on this. I don't have an answer for that. And they've kind of acknowledged your presence there. Sure, do that. But sometimes jumping into conversations can derail where the individual was trying to take that conversation. So you do want to be very careful about that. The third rule is not to pander to the lost by reviling or slandering other believers. So Ron Huggins calls this the pander-slander method. Don't, Don't try to establish good rapport with Mormons by throwing genuine Christians under the bus. And we should mention that Ron Huggins is a good friend of this ministry. We've known Ron for years. He's a Christian professor who has taught at Christian schools and has contributed a lot to the subject of Mormonism in scholarly papers and such. He lives here locally in Salt Lake. He's excellent. So we want to establish unity with other believers. We don't want to gain rapport with the lost by throwing genuine believers under the bus. That's a cheap trick. It's uh, very tempting. It's a recurring problem with people who try to do interfaith dialogue with Latter-day Saints, Uh, but we want to uh, build upon the existing efforts of other believers, give other believers the benefit of doubt. Uh, Anyway, conversations are much easier to get into than you might expect. Please consider joining us. We'll encourage you and coach you through it. Half of the joy is evangelism, and the other half is fellowshipping with other believers who enjoy evangelism. And it's also encouraging to be reminded of the gospel. 
sharing our faith with the member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's a very important aspect, one that we certainly encourage here at Mormonism Research Ministry. We hope by listening to some of these encounters that Aaron has had, that you are encouraged to step out in faith and to share what you believe with a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think sharing these stories is an encouragement to people because they wonder, well, what am I getting myself into if I am to bring this subject up? How do I respond to some of the typical answers that we have heard and some that you have brought up this week, like, oh, we believe in the same Jesus or we share the same view of grace. Basically, we're pretty much alike theologically with you evangelicals. So really, what's the problem with you guys? Why do you feel that you have to talk to us about these issues? Well, it's because when you really get down to what we call the brass tacks of it all, there is a huge divide between our traditions. And if that is the case, and we believe as Christians that we have the truth that is presented in the New Testament, why wouldn't you want to share that with those who do not have that? Why wouldn't you want to clarify our differences with our acquaintances that are members of the LDS Church? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. If you have been blessed by Viewpoint on Mormonism, won't you consider making Mormonism Research Ministry part of your missionary giving? Simply go to mrm.org and click the donate box in the upper right-hand corner. Your support, along with the call letters of this station, are greatly appreciated.